everybody, and welcome to the Nintendo Fuse podcast. This is episode 151, and we are here live on YouTube. So if you're joining us in the uh, the chat room, thanks so much for joining us. I am joined today by our regular podcast crew. Greg, how's it going? Have you recovered from E3 yet? Yes, I think I've managed to get everything all set in order. How's it going? <laughs> it's going well. It's going well. Barry, uh, how's your recovery going? Uh, too much information overload, so much work done, but I'm so glad that it's over and we can talk about it. Yeah, yeah, there's a lot to talk about for sure. And wait, I I think I see someone else. Who is... Mm. Oh my gosh, oh. Barry, what oh, yeah, is going on? on? I, I got a special guest. Look, all right, look, it's after E3. You can let him go, okay? Mm. Let him go mm. just for this one, just for this once. If you want, mm. yeah, okay, yeah. <sighs> Use the hot Ooh. poker if you. Okay, I think he's free. I, th I think we're good. I th okay, I think we're good. Thank you. Wow, that. Oh wow. Hey, Ooh. look at that. <laughs> it's Hudson. Oh man. <laughs> Thanks for for freeing me. I couldn't. Ah, oh, that was just terrible, man. Sorry. I that's what I, I get I for trying to leave the podcast. But yeah, I I have to get better accommodations. It's just, you know, sorry. <laughs> Hassan, <laughs> how's it going? It's been uh, been a while since we've talked games. It's glad to have you back. Uh, how's how's things been going? You know, it's uh, it's been kind of crappy being uh, tied up here and then locked up. But at least you were kind enough to let me watch all the E3 festivities. So I'm well versed in what was going on, and I'm excited to discuss it all. Look, okay, I I, I may capture you, but I'm not a monster. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> wow. Well, uh, thanks, guys, for all for joining us. We've got the original crew back together, and uh, we're, we're here to talk about uh, video games, especially E3 and Nintendo and everything. If you are new to the podcast, make sure that you do subscribe so you can catch every new podcast. We, uh, we record live on YouTube. Um, every other week, so um, you can catch us live, but you can also uh, subscribe on your podcast um, app of choice, and uh, we're pretty much on every platform out there, so make sure you just search for Nintendo Fuse, and you can subscribe, and so you can get the audio feed right to you, but uh, you can also subscribe right here on YouTube as well, and make sure you hit that bell to be alerted by every new video that we post, including our game chats, and uh, so much more. We posted a ton of content this last week over E3 week, and so make sure you, you go back there and check all that out um we have been uh just kind of crazy busy with a lot of the the e3 content and everything so we're going to talk a little more about that today um, about our e3 ex uh, experiences and everything but if you have not checked out all the news recaps and, and all that stuff make sure you uh go and do that right after you get done listening to the podcast um so you can hear a lot more information uh details discussion and everything about e3 but before we get into any of the the news and uh, our recap of E3 and all that stuff, I, I want to hear what you guys have been playing. So, Greg, let's start us off. What you've been playing lately, other than just watching E3? Maybe you picked up a game or two. What you been playing? I'm, what I've actually been playing is still uh, West of Loathing. I've been kind of got sucked into it. Um, I have downloaded like I think three or four games that I still need to start now. So, I'll be getting into that into the games you're looking forward to section. Cool. Cool. Barry, you got any uh, time to play some games lately? Uh, I haven't had nearly the amount of time uh, I'd like to, thanks to E3, thanks to doing a lot of E3 content for Nintendo Fuse and uh, life happenings. But I have been playing, uh, finally, since I finished uh, Tropical Freeze, I've been playing Battle Chasers Night War uh, on the Switch, and uh, that is a lot of fun. And 
Uh, I'm hoping to maybe complete it, but it doesn't look like I'm going to before Mario Tennis comes out. Nice. Nice. Hudson, I know you've been tied up, but uh, have, have you been able to, to wiggle some arms free maybe and, and, and play some games on Switch maybe? Yeah, you know, on the on the down low, I had my little Switch right here. It is portable, which is great. So I can take out little Joy-Cons and have one in each hand. It's, it works it works fantastic. Um, yeah, before E3, I managed to finally finish the Splatoon 2 uh, single-player campaign. I was trying to get it done, uh, and, and I managed to. And so... Now I have the Octo expansion that I just started, and then uh, I've been playing some Fortnite on the Switch as well, which has been fun. Awesome, awesome. Yeah, it's been uh, it's been cool. I've been playing a a lot of games, trying to you know in between all the E3 coverage and everything. Um, finally played the Fall, and so um, Barry and I are gonna have a game chat coming up soon, uh, all about the Fall. Um, been playing some Pokemon Quest, uh, some more of that. I've been really pouring into a lot of Earthlock. Um, lately, which is a, a really cool um, RPG that uh, I'll have a review out pretty soon of that game. So um, I've been playing a lot of that, and uh, it's been pretty cool because it's been it's not like like a lot of people will listen to the podcast have have heard me say that I don't have enough time for like these really really in depth RPGs, and uh, and Earthlock is kind of uh, not as in depth as some other uh, some other RPGs. So it's been a- I've been able to jump into it. And uh, it's difficult um, for sure. It gets the difficulty ramps up, and and you have to really know what you're doing, and and uh, try a couple different ways, and you'll die for sure, and, and everything. But um, but it's I don't have to manage like so much stuff and find every little thing. Um, so it's a it's a little more adventure in there, which is which is really drawn me in. And I also played finally got around to to play in Street Fighter 30th Anniversary Collection um, on Switch as well, and. Um, I gotta tell you, I'm I, I'm I'm kind of thinking I might return it or uh, and or trade it in. I'm not. It's it's really just a collection of those games, and uh, I played a little bit online, but there's not that many people playing, and um, and yeah, um, it's it's okay. I mean, it's it's basically the the those six no twelve games I think it is um, that are on there. But yeah, I I think I would be more excited. I think for you know, if they put the next Street Fighter, like the actual um, edition on there instead of um, just the, the rehashes of the old ones. Like, they're fun, but I I don't think it would... For me now, like being far enough away from Street Fighter, I used to be a huge fan. I'm not as into it anymore. Um, this is more for the, the really diehard fans, I think. So, yeah. So that's what I've been playing lately. So uh, there's a lot of, of news in addition to E3. Um, we're just going to go through this really quickly. And um, unfortunately, the, the first news story that uh, we're going to bring up, and I think I, if I can figure this out, I think I'm going to straight up see if I can uh, share the screen here. Can you guys see this at all? You've yeah, seen I can my screen. Yeah. All right, I think I can present to everyone here. Um, so there's uh, Hyperbeast uh, reported on this this story. Um, there was a guy named uh, Mitsu. Uh, Mitsu was on um, Twitter reported this that some fans um, are basically have been taking these extreme fandoms um, to to a horrible level. And the the New York store, uh, the World Store from Nintendo and Rockefeller Center in New York City. Um, had a a threat um, made to them because they took out the Nintendo Smash the Super Smash Brothers uh, kiosk out of the Nintendo World Store. Um, like we're not really sure anything else about 
what has been going on, but we do know that uh, there was a threat, a bomb threat, um, and, and they haven't really reported much more about it uh, since then, um, but this is a kind of a, a horrible, unfortunate um, thing. Like, did you have you guys heard about this story, or um, do you get anything, any, any, have you, you know, heard anything further about it, and uh, any thoughts about this, Barry? This is, this is really close to where you guys are. Yeah, this is close to home. In fact, uh, I almost went there uh, this past week for E3 because uh, they did have Smash Brothers playable. Um, but with everything going on and trying to produce so much content, I, I was just burnt out. I'm like, God, ah, I just don't want to go. And uh, I think it's sad. I mean, it's really, it's really like literally someone pissing in someone else's Cheerios, uh, except people can get hurt. And bomb threats are not a joke. And it is not funny. And, you know, in this in this industry, console wars have been there since the 16-bit era, really. I mean, it had been before, but it have not really been public since the 16-bit era. And there are fanboys on all sides. And, uh, you know, even if you don't like a particular system or you don't like particular players, you don't go to the point of threatening people's lives, you know, employees' lives and, you know, blowing up a building. I mean, that's terrorism at, at its finest. And, you know, it's one thing if you oh, I don't like that system or I don't like that game. Fine, don't play it. But don't blow up people who enjoy it. I mean, I, there are tons of games I don't like. But I don't want to go kill the fan base of those games. I want them to enjoy it too because in the end of the day, we're all gamers. The whole point of video games is to have fun, escape the crap of reality. And this is just part of that crap of reality. Yeah, yeah. Do you guys have any uh, any further thoughts, Greg or, or Hassan, about this? Not a whole lot. I mean, I think it wasn't it like it called in in like April, but now it's just being learned now. I thought that's something that I had remembered from hearing about it, but yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I heard something similar, and they said that because I guess as of this point, nothing has happened. They they thought that the you know the threat was like past, like there wasn't yeah, any, or uh, false or whatever. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Well, hopefully it was, and uh, hopefully nothing nothing else happens. I mean, guys, if you're, I mean. And we want to have a huge, you know, multi-million dollar or million people fan base out there that listens to our podcast. But for you guys that are, I mean, uh, try to do the best you can and, and uh, you know, sharing love in gaming and gaming and, and that sort of thing. And not, uh, to, you know, keep your keep your other gamer friends from from doing stuff like this, because uh, like like Barry said, and like we all said, I mean, the the whole idea of games is just to have fun and it's to enjoy this this awesome hobby that we all have and uh, so you know don't don't ruin it for for the rest of the gamers and for the rest of a lot of people that don't even game like this could have had a horrible horrible um, effect on more than just gamers and so um, hopefully you know we can do our best to prevent stuff like that from happening. Um, but let's move on to a little more exciting uh, news. Uh, as Hassan mentioned, we did have some Fortnite uh, announced at E3 this past week. And if I can pull this up here, let's see if I can uh, show this as well. Uh, it looks like there has been a, an announcement, kind of. Um, there's been a timer that hits the uh, those TV screens on Nintendo Switch. And so if you kind of find your way in a home that has a TV, uh, you may see a countdown timer that seems to be pointing to something happening on Tuesday, June 19th, which is tomorrow. If you're listening to this while we're recording is is uh, June 18th. So in a day, we may have an announcement from uh, Epic Games about 
uh, the Switch version, maybe, um, of Fortnite. Uh, what do you guys think this announcement could be? Uh, any speculation at all? Greg, uh, Hassan, Barry, you guys fans of Fortnite? Have you been been speculating at all? I, I know I know Hassan's been playing, so maybe we'll go to Hassan first and uh, get any speculation about what this could be. Um, yeah, I, it's very interesting. I guess I, I should have paid attention when I was playing today for a while to look for some TVs and see. I think I had heard that there was a countdown and now there's like skulls that appear on the TV screen or something. So some people thought maybe they posted this countdown early or something like that compared to other versions of the game. And some people are theorizing that it has something to do with like rockets, like some kind of mode involving rockets or something. Mm -hmm. um, I'm not familiar enough with Fortnite to know what the skull means or any of that kind of stuff, I guess, or what, what upcoming modes or anything are planned. But um, that, that could potentially be interesting. Whatever it is, if that countdown was actually legit, then it would be tomorrow. So mm -hmm. very soon, I would imagine we would find out something. So I'm excited for it. Yeah. Yeah. Greg, have you... Yeah, go ahead. Uh, I was going to say, I haven't yet played it yet, but I did download the game. But I did want to say, isn't it obvious that it's a Nintendo Direct? I mean, we're having a podcast <laughs> tonight. There's a countdown for tomorrow that would indicate a potential Nintendo Direct. You know, Except Greg, you I have was... to go to the TVs right. in Fortnite and watch the Nintendo yes. Direct that way. That's the only and way you can watch it. there's one the week after E3, too. You know? <laughs> Uh, no, in all I, seriousness, I'm sure it's some sort of in-game mode or content or something becoming available or something. Yeah, yeah, maybe. I don't, Barry, I don't know. Barry, what have you been uh, been playing Fortnite at all? And any ideas about this? Actually, I've downloaded Fortnite, um, but I have not played it yet. Um, what what I'm thinking is, we all know that Nintendo likes to do a particular thing with third party. They like to put exclusive content. This is going to be Waluigi costumes for everybody. <laughs> <laughs> that, you know, like, I wouldn't be surprised if there were some costume uh, things with Nintendo, because that's, that's you know, part of Fortnite's thing is all these costumes and everything, so I, I wouldn't yeah. be surprised, actually. I don't know about Waluigi, yeah. but... They've done limited time modes too with the whole uh, Marvel Avengers crossover where you can yeah. get the Infinity Gauntlet and become Thanos. So they could totally do some limited edition, some kind of Mario, Zelda, something, you know, Bowser. related mode. Yeah, I'm sure it's something along like the Mario or Zelda series to be started off, I would think. Hence why I said Waluigi, it fits. There you go. There you go. In preparation for Mario Tennis. That's right. There you go. <laughs> So moving on, we do have uh, some information about a uh, Nintendo, my Nintendo awards. I know a lot of you guys have been, you know, we've talked about how, you know, sometimes they, they've just like not been very good lately and it's just been like really whatever. But uh, I know some of you guys are pretty excited about this Octo expansion and uh, for Splatoon 2, and we do have word that uh, they have a printable Switch box cover featuring Splatoon 2 Oct uh, Octo Expansion, and um, it is is available. I know Barry, you're a big fan of this game. Have you downloaded the uh, and and purchased got the and printed off the uh, the Octo Expansion for your for your Splatoon 2 box? I haven't actually played Splatoon 2 yet. Um, I said but, Barry didn't. But, I, meant, yeah. I meant to say Greg the whole time. But, yeah, uh, you said, you said I, me. I didn't say Barry. My bad. You're on my mind for some reason. <clears> wow. <throat> I'm, I'm entitled. <laughs> well, while I have the mic, I will say that this is the biggest cock tease that Nintendo has thrown 
because this is just like, look, we understand you want physical content. So we're going to almost give it to you. We're going to almost give it to you by not really giving it to you and making you pay us more for a piece of paper. I'm sure the PDF is going to be out there and anyone can print it out. I'm sure GameStop will print out 100 of them and put them up there. Uh, but th this is just, you know, you look at you look at Xenoblade 2, which is something we're going to talk about soon. That expansion, that, that content is getting a physical release. That is beautiful. And then you do this. We're not only we're not getting a physical release, but we're getting the like the the right the end of the rope. Like, come on, you want it? Just thirty Nintendo coins, you know? Come on, it's just it's just a tease. It's a, it's an upsetting <laughs> tease. That's what it is. <laughs> Greg, so who I was actually intending to ask because I forgot your name for a second, I guess. Um, but Greg, you are a big fan. I know you've been playing it. Um, is this something you're excited about, or are you kind of like Barry, like eh? whatever it probably wouldn't have like mattered a lot i mean i don't even have the physical copy of it so Ooh. like it's not a reward <laughs> that i can even utilize but to various point i mean 30 coins is like nothing you can get that and like just signing in for like a week or two i mean it's like do you really struggle to get 30 coins i mean it's i know it's like your own paper your own ink and maybe that costs some money but i'm glad it's like an option as opposed to just all the wallpapers and everything on discounts that we see though but it's it's not about how much it costs it's the fact that they went this close to actually doing a physical and they stopped short it's like we we drew up the pdf we drew up the design we have it ready and we're able to print their own cards but we're not gonna have fun with the picture but i mean they can always reuse this for like a special edition or something that includes the octo expansion on it physically oh, later there'll be, on there'll be, a, there'll be a new new cover art they wouldn't want to yeah. alienate those that spent the precious 30 coins on this piece of paper oh boy those 30 coins are just so hard to <laughs> recover i'm just glad i have something to use my coins for i mean like yeah, you know it's better than a wallpaper that for my computer that i could easily get just by doing a google search so hassan how are you uh have you been playing the octo expansion and are you excited about this or anything on my nintendo um, I played the first level of the Octo expansion, uh, so I I, I want to play some more. I'm definitely excited about it. I've heard a lot of good things, um, but I have a digital copy of Splatoon 2 along with most of my games being digital, so I appreciate the the concept of offering this stuff, the fact that it's available for coins, eh, you know, it's, it's kind of weird, but, um, but yeah, I mean, the alternative is what, wallpapers? I'm not... I actually have gotten a couple wallpapers because there's nothing else <laughs> to spend it on and my coins would have expired. So, you know, there's really nothing else to, to get. Right, right. I, I don't know. You're, you're make, you guys are making Barry so excited, the fact that you have digital copies of, of Splatoon 2. Um, I also have a Splatoon 2 digital copy, but I, I haven't gotten <laughs> the, uh, the Octo expansion. So, you know. Um, I guess I'm somewhere in the middle, maybe. Speaking, you know, talking about another news story. I don't know if this is coming up, but it's all three of your fault. I don't know if you heard about GameStop today. Did no. you hear the news about GameStop? They're they're talking with a buyout company, um, and it's all your three of you should feel guilty. All three of you, all of you, for shame. Is it weird that <laughs> I feel like delighted? GameStop. <laughs> yeah, it's no loss to me. <laughs> and hey, hey, Barry, remember 
I, I've got I've got a few digital co or hard copies. <laughs> yes, yes. You, you're you're I have a whole collection. Me but too. I have I, got, I have a few. Yeah, there we go. They exist. There we go. Yeah. Well, well Labo kind of doesn't count. You have to get that physical. <laughs> Although I'm better, I was going to return this one to GameStop actually, the Street Fighter one. So. Well, um, you might not be able to do that anymore <laughs> if you guys keep buying digital games. It's all your fault. GameStop did this themselves with their own practices, though. I have to say that. This least. is true. Yeah, I know that. That's, that's obvious. But still, it's, it's a meme where you can return all of those games that Steve showed for like five dollars is legit. Oh yeah, they they send me emails like, "Oh, did you know you've got like five hundred and twenty-two games worth four dollars and fifty-five cents if you trade them in right now as an elite pro?" Yeah, thanks, GameStop. Thank you. Yay! That's yeah, mine, so exciting. Mine was mine was really encouraging me to sell my physical copy of Xenoblade back to them. So. Ooh. <laughs> The original one on Wii, not the 3DS version. <laughs> that one's worth money, though. It You're is. Taking I up fights and buried tonight. <laughs> Don't worry, I let my cousin have it. That thoroughly enjoyed it, though. So there you go. There you go. You know, you know, you guys have seen what I've done to Hassan, all right? You don't want to touch me. <laughs> I, my phone is right here. All right? I that's that's a good call. point. Hey, we should all just be friends. And speaking of friends. <laughs> Uh, you like that transition there? Uh, yeah, Pokemon but... Go has finally announced, like, we knew it was coming. We knew it was sometime coming, but we didn't really know when. And uh, they have officially announced that friends and trading and gifting are finally coming to Pokemon Go. And uh, in order to add a friend, you need to add their trainer code, which sounds so familiar to me uh, with Nintendo being involved that you have a code that you have to trans uh, that you have to transfer to the other person to finally uh, to become friends um, but all these things are coming you know friend list finally uh, a trading and uh, and gifting I'm really excited about this this might be the thing that that gets me back into uh, Pokemon go um, what do you guys think about this Barry let's start with you I'm super excited about this I Unlike you guys, yeah, I, I still play Pokemon Go. Uh, Digital copy? <laughs> well, yeah, unfortunately, yes. That, that one is. Um, I, you know, I just did the community day. They just had the community day on Saturday. Uh, took some walk, you know, walk around pool for a bit and uh, lavatars. And I think this is smart. We've been wanting this for a long time since it came out. And with Let's Go Pikachu, Let's Go Eevee around the corner, this is clearly to get people back into that. And I wouldn't be surprised if we see battling soon. Um, because we've, we've, people have wanted that too. And of course it has a catch. You can't just trade, you know, you have to be best friends and the stardust and all that stuff. But I like it. I like the fact that like, if you're raiding with your friends, you get an attack boost to make it easier. Uh, so I'm excited about things like that. I mean, it, it's smart. Some people may say a little too late. If let's go Pikachu, let's go Eevee wasn't coming out. I would say a little too late. But I think where your stance is, Steve, is the exact stance that they did this update for. Not only for the people who are still playing, but more importantly, for the people that stopped playing, that wanted this, that, hey, maybe now I'll play that. And while I'm playing that, I can take my Pokemon into Let's Go Pikachu, Let's Go Eevee. Okay, well then let's go with that. And it's, it's all genius when it comes to marketing. Yeah, I wonder actually if they, if they held off on this maybe for you know, let's go Pikachu and let's go um, Eevee for that purpose. Maybe because it doesn't seem like they should have struggled that long to, to implement this. Um, maybe they held off on announcing it and, and implementing it in order to help promote. Let's go. Um, you know, know, I'm kind of shocked 
that that you know in uh, in the direct at E3, Reggie did talk about Let's Go, uh, and he did talk about the the Pokeball uh, controller. I'm surprised he didn't mention this because they did talk about Pokemon Go. But two E3s ago, and they talked about the Pokemon Go Plus and all that. I'm surprised he didn't say, oh, yeah, by the way, since you can bring your Pokemon in, we have some exciting news for the Pokemon Go players. And just talk about it there. I mean, I think that would have been a smart thing. It would have taken, what, 20 seconds to at least brief over, and then more details will follow next week. Right, right. Hudson, have you been playing Pokemon Go, and is this exciting to you? So I guess here's my thing about Pokemon Go, and this may be a little, you know, controversial or mixed with my, my thoughts on it. I really want to play Pokemon Go, but they continue to make it difficult for me to enjoy it because of the fact that I don't have that many people around me to be able to play mm-hmm. um, play Pokemon Go. And so it's, you know, the, the whole the raid system and stuff like I think it's it's great if you have people to play with and you can actually do that. Otherwise, like I have no hope of getting legendaries. Mm. I have no hope of doing any of that. And so every now, like pretty much almost every day I boot up Pokemon go and I try and catch Pokemon if I can near me, but there's not really much more I can do. So when it comes to this, I'm excited that we're finally getting trading and all of that. We've been, you know, a lot of people have been wanting that for a long time, but again, the way they're implementing it is you can add people as friends, but a lot of the benefits come when you become best friends, which you have to be able to do uh, raids or certain things together with people. Like I don't no, have people physically. No, no with that's me. incorrect. Um, you you can gain a point every day towards getting to be best friends, and all you have to do is trade with people and then or gift them. Because they said when you spin Pokestops, you'll get special gifts, and you can't open them, but you can give them to other people. You don't have to be physically there. It is the internet. So as long as you have that friend code, so you can spin a Pokestop and say, oh, I got a gift. Hey, Barry, here's a gift. And it boosts up up, and I can get a Pokestop and go, all right, here's here's a gift. Uh, And those have special things in it. So you don't have to be near people. No, I know you don't have to be near people, but you you get to become better friends, and there's more benefits when you are with people. Because the article is talking about when you're doing raids or something with your friends, then I forget, like, there's certain uh, elements of it that, that yeah, there's attack boost. Then also the the better friends you are, the less stardust it is to actually trade some of the Pokemon. So there's a huge incentive to be able to do that, and it becomes very difficult for someone like me, where it just it's overwhelming. And it just no, I don't know the way they're doing it is a little. It just seems a little convoluted to me. Whereas like it should be very simple, where you go on, you trade, do that. But it just it just makes it more difficult for me to be able to enjoy it. You know, like I want to. Well, no, it's it is Nintendo said, after all. You, yeah. <laughs> you said you didn't have uh, legendaries. Are you getting the you get a legendary week now? I don't know if you've been but doing that. You have to be able to do some of the tasks and stuff, which is also difficult for me to go out and do some of those. So catch five Pokemon, or, or you know, throw a curveball and stuff like that. There's a there's a ton of easy tasks. You just have to hit a couple of Pokestops. All you have to do is one yeah, a day. It, right. It, it's still it's still not. I mean, I, that that's probably one of the better options, the fact that they introduced that as an option, but it still becomes difficult compared to, to other players, you know? So it's just, it, it's not that I can't do some of the stuff. It's just not as straightforward or as easy as I would like, I guess. And, and compared to, you know, other players that may have people near you, it just kind of puts me at a disadvantage where I am compared to, you know, what I would, I would like to play it more. I just can't do as much as i would like yeah it's always been one of those games that that is a huge disadvantage um not necessarily makes it unplayable but a a big disadvantage for people that do not live in urban 
uh, places and around a bunch of other friends or other a bunch of other people that they feel comfortable going out on raids and stuff like that with. Um, and I think that's that's just the nature of the game in a way, and there's not much you can do about that. Um, but but it would be nice if somehow they they incorporated some of this. I think maybe they're dipping their toes into a way that they can somehow connect people even if you live in a rural area where you find maybe one pokemon every other day um and to those people that are maybe you do have friends that are in some cities and you can connect with them and trade and get some things that you normally can't i think they're kind of trying to go that direction but but yeah i think like you said there, there's more you can do uh greg have you been playing it all i know you're you're in one of those metro areas um probably tons of pokemon everywhere you look have you still been playing pokemon go no, I actually had stopped playing at some point last year. I was getting kind of bored of it. It was just like finding the same Pokemon over and over again. And I was just like, is that really all there is to it? And it just like it was on something to do on my walk from the train station to my office. And it was just, I don't know, felt like the same ones over and over again. And then it kind of lost any magic that it once had. But I do understand that the system they put in place, it's so you don't have like multiple accounts and then you don't can't just like move over all your like ones over to one account and that's why you have to like do all this building and everything like that i mean that's a lot of people are asking for this kind of feature in fire emblem heroes where you could just gift whatever character to someone else and that obviously can really turn the tides of the content that you can use it in though so i do understand that's probably why they have these rules and stuff in place where you have to build it and you can't just give like your legendary Pokemon and trade it for like a Jigglypuff or something. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I will say and this, I... Greg. I was going to say, if you haven't played in like a year, you should boot it up. There's a ton of new Pokemon they've added, so you shouldn't see the same ones over again. Yeah. yeah. What were you going to say, yeah, um, I was going to say, the, the one other thing that I hope we get more clarification on, because uh, Cerebi, um, uh reported that when you trade your Pokemon their IVs get re-rolled. Um, mm. And so that's something oh, that, let's no. say you have a one like a 100% like perfect IV Pokemon, and you want to be able to trade that to somebody or something. That Pokemon not, might not be perfect anymore. I don't know that's the reason terrible. behind it or if that's been fully explored, so that's still a little preliminary, but I but I saw that today from Cerebi, and I was like, okay, I don't understand the reason behind that. But You know what? Yeah. That, that could work in your favor if you trade crappy ones, but that is still True. terrible. <laughs> But yeah, I think it's more meant to trade your ones that you wouldn't want to trade. So if I had just like in heroes, I wouldn't trade my best hero away just to in for something that I might not like. So really, you wouldn't trade me your best hero. <laughs> it works out well for the the people that are receiving the crappy ones because you may not get a crappy one anymore. Um, exactly. But but yeah, I wonder. There's probably some strategic thing about you know trying right. to. Keep it, I'm sure from. there's a reason. Yeah. from you know stacking their deck or something like that but i guess just keep your good ones and or transfer them over to, to let's go so yeah uh, yeah go i ahead, think Greg. it's more i think it's more in place to like stop me from opening up a second account and then getting all these legendaries and like you know what i like my other account better because this one was perfect and then just swapping them all over so i know that's some of the concern too is having multiple devices to have multiple accounts all right, let's move on to the next story. And uh, this is a pretty simple one, but it's uh, kind of cool. Um, Nintendo is continuing to uh, roll out these competitions and they have announced that they're gonna be partnering with the Disney Channel to uh, release a 
um, a, a family contest, a, a Nintendo Switch family showdown contest, and um, we're we're still you know discovering some some details about what this is about. Uh, we got an email uh, press release from them earlier. And uh, this partnership that uh, basically between the Disney Channel um, and Nintendo pits families against each other in a fun and fr- friendly competition um, on a colorful Nintendo-themed set. Uh, families will compete against a, uh, in a series of challenges in Nintendo Switch games, uh, like searching for collectibles in Super Mario Odyssey, competing against um, in head-to-head matchups in Mario Tennis Aces, and participating in dance-offs in Just Dance 2018. And uh, there's there's no purchase necessary to enter. You can enter at nintendoswitchshowdown.com. And um, yeah, you, if you get selected, you're going to win a trip uh, for you and your family to Los Angeles to meet your favorite Disney Channel stars and compete in the Nintendo Switch Family Showdown for a chance to win even more prizes. Uh, is this something any of you guys are going to go after uh, to try to, to compete in the uh, Nintendo Switch Family Showdown? I would have actually enjoyed that, but my wife does, does not really care a lot for video games and wouldn't won't be very useful partner in that. So, plus our daughter's still kind of young and won't be able to help contribute either way. So, it would be me trying to carry the team, and that wouldn't <laughs> be very good. I don't think we'd be able to do very good. That's true. I would I would do it. I saw this this morning. I was like, ah, I could do this, you know. And then I realized, a, I don't have kids. So they're probably not going to pick me at all because they want to see kids. And I don't know any of the Disney Channel stars, so it would be nothing to me. So, And then, then I saw you had to do Just Dance was one of them. I'm like, I'm out. That was the, that was the straw. Yep. Yeah, I think you have to have you have to be between 6 and 18 to actually uh, even enter. And I think that's like the, – and then it includes your parents. But it's actually kind of open to the younger kids. I, I'm just reading so – uh, I think we're all out, actually. None of us uh, qualify for that at all. So, sorry, Hassan. I didn't even get a chance to ask you because you know, we're all automatically disqualified. So, age discrimination against the Nintendo Switch family <laughs> showdown. Maybe Jeremy would want to do it. Oh, that's true. Mm. Jeremy, we could have to get him back on there and see if he's going to compete. That'd be cool. <laughs> you know, hopefully this goes well and then maybe MTV will do one and for adults, you know. That could work. There you go. This does remind me of the uh, Wii Games tw- uh, Summer 2010 that I was a part of um, as a finalist. And that was really cool because we did have different age groups. And you had your individual um, uh, people that like came on as, as just uh, adult teams. But you also had family teams on there as well. Um, that was kind of cool. It was like mom, dad, and, and two kids. And they were competing in, against each other. And it was, it was fun to see different uh, categories and everything. And and, you know, this is just seems like a, a little snippet of, of what that was like, and uh, but it was cool. It was it was a very family oriented thing, and Nintendo has always been, you know, very family oriented. And this partnership with Disney, um, uh, hopefully, it will, um, you know, start something else, and we'll see some really cool stuff, like maybe Kingdom Hearts three coming to Nintendo Switch. Maybe I don't know. That's that's probably a little too far to to jump off of, but maybe that's what they're going to announce during this when they didn't air it on TV or something. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, let's turn our attention to E3. And uh, we we spent a lot of last week talking about E3. Um, E3, was, Nintendo decided to go ahead and, and go ahead with their, their video-driven Nintendo Direct. Um, instead of a live presentation, they've been doing this, I think, for like the last 
three, four, five years or something like that now. Um, they kind of pioneered it in a way um, to not have a press conference, but to have the Nintendo Direct. Uh, and, and a lot of companies seems like they're actually going that direction. There's a lot of trailer-driven um, content this year. I feel like um, Sony was just pretty much one trailer after another. Microsoft played a lot of trailers and stuff, so it seems like they're, they're kind of going that direction. They're live-streaming a lot of stuff, and then... Um, my Nintendo News has actually reported that Nintendo is open to live conferences in future E3s. So, like, even though they kind of seem like they're pioneering and all these other companies are falling behind or are now following up and maybe considering not doing a live conference themselves, uh, Nintendo has, has stated um, themselves. Uh, let me get this, this correct on who actually said this. This was their um, Charlie Shibetti, Shibetta. I can't pronounce his name, but uh, he is the Senior Director of Corporate Communications for Nintendo of America. And basically, it, it was one of those non-answers, but he said they're they're open to, to doing whatever they need to for each E3. They, they reconsider every year um, what they want to do. So, I mean, this doesn't necessarily say they're definitely doing a live conference next year. It doesn't say they're not, um, but it does see, say they're, they're basically considering all options. Um, so just in general, um, what do you guys think about his response? Does, does it make sense to you guys? And do you see E3 changing at all after, after you know, watching all the, the events and conferences and everything like that this year? Um, is, does it make sense to continue with this video-driven content, or does it make sense to kind of go back and have a, a live uh, event going forward? Greg, what do you think? I don't know. It, it made it seem like it was a standard PR speak and like, oh yeah, of course we're open to the show, but I don't think that they are really going to be considering that type of thing after they've been doing this video stuff for as long as you said, like, whatever, four or five years, whatever, however long it's been. Um, I think they enjoy letting all the fans be able to just watch online and just be able to like cut right into the treehouse to start immediately afterwards. It seems like they are very comfortable continuing this format going forward. Yeah, yeah, it's, it is nice, and he said that as well, like, that they are able to, like, really design what they want to present in, in the in the Nintendo Direct. Uh, Hassan, do you think, though, they're going to continue with this, and, and will other companies follow suit? Yeah, I mean, I kind of, you know, agree with, with Greg. I mean, it, it, I don't know that the statement necessarily will give us much indication either way, but, but it does make sense if you think about it, where they have to look at what their strategy is. Like, with the Switch the way they really unveiled the system was with that small little teaser video, right? And then that kind of got everybody talking and then they've been doing these directs and that sort of thing to get the information out there. And that's, that's worked really well. Uh, in contrast, you had like the Wii U situation where, um, you know, they, they did that more formal conference, but they botched that unveil, you know, <laughs> in terms of their messaging of what the system really was. So I think it just depends on the system. Like, let's say whatever their next system after the Switch is something that, like, I don't know, is a bit more flashy or that makes more sense for, like, a live conference show unveiling. Maybe they'll do a live thing for that. You know, I think it just depends. But in general, I think they've done pretty well with the format that they've been doing. And and I don't think anytime soon they're going to change it because it's, it's been working. So, Yeah, makes sense. Barry, any thoughts about this? Uh, I think Greg hit the nail on the head when he said it's PR speak, and it's exactly what it is. They're not going to come out and say, no, we're going to close the door forever, because it doesn't cost them to say anything that the door is always open. Uh, 
would I like them to go back? Yes, because while there are, you know, the the occasional things like 2008's We Music or 2012's Firework Finale, um, you also have things like 2010 Kid Icarus Uprising trailer, and you have, of course, 2004's Twilight Princess reveal. Like, these moments are what makes E3. These unforgettable moments, either the good or the bad, and of course, we want them to have more good than bad. But, but you know, sometimes sometimes they have to have the bad to appreciate the good. And I personally love the live conferences. I think there's a, a charm to getting out there on stage. You know, mess ups can happen, and and you're putting yourself on the line. When you have something pre-recorded, you you mess up and you go up cut. No, no, do let's do another take. Uh, and I I think it loses a lot of its magic. Even, even like in, in the later E3 conferences that they've done, you know, the Nintendo Directs, you know, Reggie will come out there and he'll talk. And it's not the same as him coming out on stage and saying, my body is ready or <laughs> my name is Reggie. I'm here to, you know, you know, take names. And like, like there was an energy about Reggie and that, that was on stage. And yeah, some other companies are following suit. Square Enix came back this year with a, with a video conference and stuff like that. And, and sometimes they don't, go well like sony's presentation was really awkward this year with transitioning theaters but it's still part of the magic it's still part of what makes e3 and and knowing that we may never get a moment like konami in what 2010 <laughs> like like that's still entertainment just watching it you don't have to care about the games just watch the presentation it's funny um but at the end of the day they're a company it's about money and it's without a doubt cheaper to film a Nintendo Direct than it is to put on a stage show. I think you lose the magic. You don't have that live audience cheering. You don't have the claps. You don't have any of that. And you have to watch live reactions. Uh, plug here, watch our live reactions. Um, <laughs> but it's still cheaper in the end. And I think they're going to always go with the cheapest option. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I think, like you guys are saying, I mean, it makes sense for them to stay to stay with the the Nintendo Direct kind of style of things, but it is interesting to to think about you know what while these other you know these other companies are are you know probably going to end up following suit I think um, more and more as you go forward um, to think that maybe Nintendo might turn turn face and actually go back to a live thing because they were the first ones to really uh, go out and, and do um, video only. And who knows, uh, maybe after all the other companies <laughs> decide to do that, they're like, oh, you know what? We're not going to be like everybody else. We're going to do a live presentation or uh, maybe you know do something completely different that we've never seen coming. This was their trick all along to get everybody to switch over to these, these direct formats and they're going back to live conferences and just blow everybody away. <laughs> That's right. Son, was that pun intended? Because that was beautiful. No, wait. What was the pun? I, I don't even know. That I... <laughs> you said with your the plan all along was to have them switch. Oh, uh, I, I did not even notice that one. Just that's always how, say that's yes. That's how much it just happened. Yes, exactly. Yes, always intended. Barry, he's been locked up always. for months here. He doesn't... <laughs> He's he's clearly <laughs> delirious. I I, 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 I promise I will make sure they give you more food and water. I promise. <laughs> oh man. So uh, 
we have talked, we gave our, like Barry said, we gave our live uh, reactions while we were watching the Nintendo uh, conference, or Nintendo Direct, so make sure you watch those. Um, we'll put links and everything to this in our, in our show notes and uh, here on YouTube as well later. But make sure you watch our live reactions. Make sure you watch our discussions about each day of E3. We post on all the news and like we talked about it and discussed it and everything. Um, so instead of doing that all again, we decided to kind of come at uh, E3 2018 in a different way to kind of talk about our, our highs and our lows of E3. And because I liked saying the bad news first, we're going to go the bad news first. Uh, so each of us prepared uh, three of our top lows and our top highs from from E3 2018. And so we're just going to go through one at a time through there. Um, if you put them in an order, I guess uh, order, order them in, in whatever way you decided to go them. Uh, mine are completely not in order. They're just at random. Um, but uh, let's let's start with Greg and just kind of go around. You say one at a time, and we'll uh, eventually get to all of our three. So, Greg, what was your what was one of your lows to be three at twenty eighteen? Well, I actually had mine in an order. So, like, I guess the one that was kind this one's kind of was very unexpected. Um, I was really surprised to not hear or see anything for the Yoshi game that they previously announced. So. I thought that was kind of a low for me to not even hear anything at all about Yoshi's existence outside of Smash Brothers in his own game. So, yeah, yeah. Although it's not unprecedented, but yeah. uh, <laughs> but it yeah. is was surprising. It kind of was the same thing with Woolly World. So I was hoping that we, I mean, they even was even playable last year. So that's why I was very surprised. So, yeah, yeah. Austin, what was one of your lows? Um, so that mine is kind of related to what Greg said in terms of like Yoshi being missing and stuff. I think I, I feel like there could have been a little bit more variety in some of the content that Nintendo was demoing. Like especially with the Treehouse, it was mostly it was like Smash, yeah, you know, another game, Smash, maybe some more Smash, and then one other game. You know, like there wasn't as much. And I feel like if they would have had Yoshi, like everyone was expecting, or something, or if Fire Emblem was this year. Um, then they would have been able to show some of that. So having a bit more of that variety. So the fact that there was no Yoshi in Fire Emblem's 2019, that sort of thing, um, was a little disappointing. Yeah, yeah, that totally makes sense. Barry? Uh, one of my lows was actually uh, Microsoft announcing that they're buying five or, or four, four new studios or five studios or whatever. And uh, to me, it's a low because not only is, I don't think this is a place to announce that, um, but what they did to Rare, uh, I think they're going to do this again. And it just makes me think, Nintendo, why haven't you gone after Platinum? Why aren't you going after other studios? If Microsoft is going to start buying them up, uh, that means that much less content for the Switch. And, and Nintendo's got money. This is their only business. Microsoft has other businesses. Uh, they really should be, hey, you know, not just make a game for us, but let's come under our wing. Let's work with you. They've done it with Retro. They've done it with Monolith Soft. Uh, they should have done it with Rare. Uh, I want to see them do that again, and uh, hopefully, yeah. hopefully that happens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We talked a lot about that in our in our discussion that day, and it was it was it was kind of a little a little sad to see that happen, and and, and wonder where if, if Nintendo is ever going to make some sort of bid like that. Um, one of my uh, lows has been already kind of addressed um, by you guys, and that was um, nothing related to Nintendo at all. It was the Sony press conference? Um, I was just I was just saddened by that that conference. I mean, they have so many great games like 
they're one of the the few companies that are really still putting. I mean, Nintendo is doing this, especially with Xenoblade and and Zelda and stuff like that. But but it seemed like they had. Um, you know, one of the only companies that really talked about some awesome, amazing single-player, adventure-driven games, story-driven games, and uh, and instead of inspiring me and, and making me want to boot up my PS4 again, I instead got kind of bored, and they had bad transitions and all that sort of thing, and I was actually just kind of disappointed with Sony. So, um, yeah, that's it was an unfortunate low of me from 2018 uh e3 uh let's go in reverse order this time barry what was uh what was another one of your lows <laughs> it's funny you say that sony's <laughs> press conference was another one of my lows uh like you said they, they showed up some really good games uh some that got me semi-excited um but the the transitional period uh was just weird the switching to like a, a stage show where it was like announcers and and they're, oh, we're going to go through some announcements, and then are we ready? No, nope, we're not ready. Let's keep talking. Here's some random developers. <laughs> like they were trying to do the treehouse in the middle of their press conference, and it it, it was just weird. And the musical acts, I didn't, they didn't gel with me. I understood they were for the the atmosphere, but they just seemed out of place. Like this is E3, you know. Sony is one of those companies that feels so confident behind their their presentation that they hosted in movie theaters across the country. And if I bought tickets, I mean, granted it's free, but if I bought tickets to that movie, I would have wanted my money back. Like the stuff they showed off was pretty neat. Some of the games look great, but the presentation overall was terrible. And in my opinion was by far the worst overall stage presentation uh, that, that the V3 this year. Yeah. Yeah. Barry. I mean, uh, Hassan, I did it again. <laughs> you just have me I don't know why. <laughs> I don't know why um, I keep referring to Barry. Like, everybody's named Barry. Um, that's wow, check okay. behind, check behind Barry me. one, Barry two, and Barry three. All right, Hassan. Well, I mean, you might as well call me Barry because I'm going to say the same thing. One of my lowest was the Sony E3 press conference. <laughs> there you go. Um, yeah, I mean, you guys kind of said it basically, but it was just – I was just like, what is even happening? That giant, like, 15, 20-minute transition – I was like, is this really a thing? Like, is this a conference? Is it over? What's going on? It was just really weirdly done. So, um, you know what's interesting yeah. about that, Hassan? The way it ended on like nothing, like it was like a, like a note. It was, it was no big one more thing. And a lot of people actually thought, are we doing another transition? Like, that's what I heard. Like, <laughs> right. people were complaining, like, are we doing another transition? What's going on? Oh, it's over? What? <laughs> yeah, it was weird. And then the hosts, every couple minutes, were like, I, we're almost ready, guys. We're almost about to transition. Like, they were stalling for time. And I was like, this is just, did they not know that they were doing this transition and they were just unprepared? I don't know what was happening. Yeah, it seems like they didn't rehearse anything at all. I'm like, it's not like this is a no-name company. This is Sony, for crying out loud. <laughs> like, yeah. the, one of the tech giants in our world. Sony, that's, like, not having all the things together. Yeah. <laughs> so, Greg, you going to follow suit with Sony or something else? <laughs> Uh, well, unfortunately, all mine are kind of tied to Nintendo, so I didn't really watch any other the shows, as I've told you guys before. So um, my second one is I thought the Nintendo one started off kind of on a weaker note by showing my the Damon X Machima and the Xenoblade. I felt like they kind of entered in kind of on the weaker side, so... But I, I was waiting for Barry's reaction. I'm making sure no one can come tie me up because... <laughs> 
Nice, nice. It, this is funny because I, I have a feeling that we're coming to our highs pretty soon and we may see a repeat, but not in the same category. So um, you told me you were worried about how Barry was going to react to this. Yeah. So. <laughs> well, all you have to do is watch our live reaction to see the difference there. <laughs> it's like, true. This? Uh, what, huh? When are we getting to the Smash Brothers? <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, Barry thinks everything was Xenoblade, so... Hey, hey, I was right 50% right there. Uh, so, a, so a slow start um, from, from Nintendo for you, Greg, huh? Yeah. That's right. I thought that was right. a lower point for me. Uh, so let's see. Let's go to... Uh, I'm going to follow suit a little bit and not say necessarily that it was a slow start, but um, we'll talk about our predictions later in just a bit. Um, and kind of revisit them a little bit. But one of the big things that we had talked about in our predictions just in general was a big surprise. Um, specifically, I was hoping for from Smash Brothers, but I was just hoping for a, a gigantic surprise that just came out of nowhere. And um, and we've, we talked about how this was not one of those E3s for Nintendo. And that, that's always disappointing. I'm, I'm a huge surprise person. I love being surprised. My wife uh, knows this about like birthday gifts and Christmas gifts and things like that. I always enjoy not knowing what I'm going to get so I can be surprised on that. So I'm always going to be um, someone that's rooting for the surprise. And I really, you know, there, there were some big announcements from Nintendo, but there wasn't that thing that I go, Holy crap! I can't believe they just said that. Um, there was no no kind of moment like that for me, and um, that that's that's always a low. So. Steve, you're just not a Ridley fan, man. <laughs> well, I mean, we kind of saw it coming. I mean, by this point, if they didn't put Ridley in Smash, then something was going to happen. So. <laughs> So let's go to the third one, and uh, again uh, to switch it up, uh, we're going to go with Thousand first this time. Um, so mine was a little bit, mine was more general, I think, for this one, because I was kind of struggling at figuring out another option here. So one of the things that I look for at E3 is, like, what are the games that, like, I really want to get coming out of E3? You know, what are, what are the, the new announcements, the new games that we didn't know about before E3 that now, like, I have to buy? There wasn't really much. There was a lot of more of games that have been announced that look cool. There was a lot of new games that, looked interesting but i'm not sure but i mean maybe super mario party because that seemed like a return to form but there wasn't there wasn't much that i came out of e3 that was brand new that i was super excited about um about getting so that was kind of um it was overall a decent e3 but just nothing mind-blowingly interesting i guess for me yeah yeah definitely uh let's go to barry next mine was without a doubt Square Enix, mm. and they 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 tweeted out they're, they're stay tuned for our presentation. We got this big stuff. We're all excited. You know, my wife and I are very big Square Enix fans. We actually met playing Final Fantasy XI, so like we're just like, oh man, Square Enix is going big. She took lunch at a time we're we're tweeting it together as you know, or, or texting each other, you know, as as it's going live. We're like, all right, here we go, and then they start and like four of their big announcements were just revealed yesterday at or yesterday from then like. From Microsoft, and I'm like, wait a second, these are like the same trailers we just saw at Microsoft. Why are they showing them again? And and like, your big thing was what the Monster Hunter Final Fantasy 14 crossover. Like, like that was cool. I'm excited to play it. But where's your big thing? You kept you kept bringing us on like this big thing, and it's 30 minutes. 
And like, that's it. It's like over. Thank you. And I'm like, no Chrono Trigger or, or something like that coming back. You know, they just remade Secret of Mana. How cool would it be like Chrono Trigger's coming back? You know, I'm not a big Final Fantasy VII fan, but I know people have been dying for that remake. Not a word about it. You know, Kingdom Hearts, here's the same trailer with three new scenes. Yay. <laughs> uh, you know, and it's just... They they haven't done a conference since 2015. I think that's another thing. And in 2015, they showed off a lot of good stuff. And it was like, oh, they're finally doing three years later. They're finally doing another conference. All right. And, you know, the Shadow of the Tomb Raider stuff got my wife really excited. But outside of that, it was just like... But what 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 are we what are we doing here? This thirty minutes, I want my thirty minutes back. You mm. didn't show anything to warrant that time. Why'd you even bother? You could have stayed in Microsoft's conference. You could have put anything else in Sony's or Nintendo's, and and that was it. You you didn't have to have your own conference. Yeah, yeah. Greg, well, my number one uh, low up point I saw was um, seeing Bomberman as an assist trophy. Mm. I had predicted he would be a character. In the game and to see him demoted to only an assist trophy was definitely a low point for me I hear you there. i'm so glad he's in the game but i would much rather him than an actual character to play as yeah you know what yeah. the worst part about that you, you look at the, the third party characters konami has two characters now or oh, they have one if they have uh they have a uh, snake and uh, capcom has two namco has one and then you look at bomberman and it's like that could have been Konami's second. That showed a form, you know, some strength there. And we got Snake back. Nope, Bomberman. Yeah, yeah. I think we all can share the disappointment of Bomberman. But uh, what can you do? But let's move on to the uh, – oh, wait. I forgot my Milo. Um, and it's really simple. And like us and I was struggling to come up with the last one. And really, I just came down to the point where I wasn't there. That, that was a low point for me. Uh, I've been to E3 in the past. I've been a, a several times. And the fact that I wasn't there, it was a very much a low point for me. It's like I really wanted to be there, especially now knowing that I have to wait all the way until December to play Super Smash Brothers Ultimate. I really would have loved to be there on you know site and played it, got some firsthand experience and, uh, and all that sort of thing. But um, to not be there, to not enjoy all the excitement and everything, especially after you know, tasted it before. Greg and I have done E3 before. Uh, Mickey and I have done it before, and it's it's so exciting. And uh, just to not be there was was sad. But let's stop focusing on the sadness. Let's focus on the highs because there was a lot of great things from E3 this year. Greg, let's start with you. What was one of your highs for E3 2018? I'll start with my one that was not like a super high, but the one that was. Th- was a bronze uh, place worthy, and that was to see the Mario Party return to form. I know it's gotten a lot of slack with nine and ten and the stupid little cart thing, but I'm just so glad that they finally listened to the fans and said, "Okay, let's move around separately again." And then they're taking that and combining a lot of sorts of ideas they had in the past with like multiple dice and everything around that. So I did consider that a pretty reasonable high to see that series finally get its return to form. Cool. Cool. Spoiler alert, I might be going that direction as well, but we'll go to Hassan first. <laughs> yeah, um, that was probably like my fourth option just in case, you know, but but I'll go with this other one, which is the fact that like I was excited that so Super Smash Brothers, I was expecting all the characters from the Wii U and 3DS games to come back. I did not expect all the characters from all the games to come back. Um, I know that was something that, uh, that Barry predicted and I was watching back the, the stream yep. and stuff, so that was 
that was cool if that happened. Um, so I'm excited that that's happening. But also, not only that, it seems like most of the stages are coming back. Like every few hours, I'd get a little game explain update where they're like, "We found more stages. We found this." So we got like Saffron City from the N64 game back. Like, so I'm really excited about all the returning stages as well. Um, it'd be really cool if they got them all back. But maybe there's a handful like. I don't know, Meverse maybe is ne never coming back or something. Or I think they could make it work, but, you know, maybe for whatever reason, uh, I'm sure there's probably going to be a handful they might not. But but for the most part, it looks like they're mostly back in. There's like 70 or 80-something stages at least that we know of so far, which is pretty crazy. I think 85 last I saw. Yeah. Yeah, wow. Yeah. What if they did bring Meverse? It's kind of like a, a museum, Meverse museum, and we saw some yeah. of the best art or something like that. That would be cool. Yeah, I think they should because it's still part of Nintendo's history, and that's what Smash Brothers is, celebrating Nintendo's history. Yeah. Barry, what was one of your highs from E3? Uh, we kind of touched upon this before. Um, oh, unfortunately, <laughs> oh. on the negative side, but oh. on the positive side, <laughs> was the beginning of Nintendo's press conference, and there's a reason for it. One, uh, obviously, uh, Xenoblade Chronicles 2 was... Was my was my game of the year last year, but not my official balloted game of the year for Nintendo Fuse, only because I only had three days to play it. Um, but it really was, and to see the story content have so much story that they're doing a physical release, and it's that much content, and they've they've streamlined the game, and they've 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 changed things up, and they're telling the story uh, that you know a lot of the fans wanted to know, uh, and that was great. The fact that they they felt confident enough in Xenoblade to help lead it. But they started off with a real bang because this was a, you know, at first I thought this was a third-party game because it's made by Marvelous, but it's actually Nintendo published. This is a brand new Nintendo IP, something that people have wanted Nintendo to do for a long time. Give us new IP. We want new IP. Don't keep giving us Mario Zelda. We want new IP. Well, here it is, starting off the press with a brand new IP. There's a kick-ass RPG with mechs and equipment, and you could like rip arms off of other mechs and use them to to beat other enemies or, or put them on yourself if it's an upgrade. I mean, flying around combat like this just looks amazing. It looks absolutely amazing, like a ton of fun. And and I don't know why you're not excited for this, Greg. I mean, this just looks amazing. <laughs> like like Bayonetta looked great, and it is great, and this looks like Bayonetta but mechs. <laughs> it just looks so good. Yeah. I think it was cool to to start off with a game that we they kept kept us guessing because we were like, what is this? And is it Xenoblade? Is it something else? Like, what is this? And it was it was cool to not start off with, oh look, Mario Tennis Aces, but uh, but it was was something that grabbed your attention. Yeah. So I will, uh, as I alluded to already, um, I'm going to say one of my highs was Mario Party. Um, it was a game that I I was a little surprised about. Okay, so going back to surprises, it wasn't a huge surprise; didn't blow me out of the water, but it was a it was a small surprise for me, and uh, really excited that they're coming back to form um, for Mario Party. Like I've really disliked the last couple games and um, console games at least. I haven't played the the handheld ones, um, and we've talked about this before. Like just. I just don't feel like it's it's the kind of Mario Party that I would really really enjoy uh, long term, and so I've kind of stayed away from the handheld ones. But the the last few console ones have just been not good at all. Um, and it's cool to see that they've taken almost like the the best of the the console versions in the past and even merged it with some of the the best aspects of the the handheld versions. 
and and put it into to one again ultimate version similar to Smash Brothers um, of, of Mario Party. At least it seems like it. Added in the, the online component that we've been asking for for a while, and it really seems like they they heard us as fans for uh, for Mario Party, and and that was that was really exciting, and uh, and it's really cool that it's coming just a few months. So. All right, let's move on. Let's uh, again reverse up the order. Barry, what was another one of your highs? Two words: Devolver Digital. That's all I have to say. That <laughs> I don't. Barry the game, say the word digital. <laughs> uh, yes, I did. I did say the word digital. The the games the games themselves look pretty cool, especially uh, Metal Wolf coming out um, in the states finally. But if you have not watched that conference, you absolutely have to do yourself a favor and watch that conference. That was how to do a conference. It, it is all jokes. It doesn't take itself seriously. It makes fun of the industry. It has a good time. Like everyone that's there is having a great time. And you could tell they're having a blast making it. They're not forced up there to read re awkward scripts. They're just letting everything out. And, uh, you know, and it's, it's kind of sad, you know, it's kind of interesting because they kind of inspired Tiny Build. If you watch Tiny Build, they kind of did their own little musical number in, in making fun of the industry, too. And if Devolver Digital wasn't doing it, I would give it to Tiny Build. And Tiny Build's a good second in this case. But if you haven't watched this, you need to. Like, this was, this was one of the best parts of E3 and just awesome. I know, I know, Steve, you hadn't watched it when we last talked. I don't know if you ever went back and watched it. But I haven't. No, I was actually telling Hudson earlier today that uh, that was one of the things I need to go back and actually watch um, because I, I forgot, like in the the hustle and bustle of you know E3 season, I forgot to go back and watch it. So it's 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 something that I need I need to still do. But uh, I remember you were kind of raving at the time, and uh, interesting that it still has stayed at the top of of your rankings for E3 even after you saw everything else. You know what? If you watch it, I don't know if Hassan or Greg you saw it, but if you watch it, um, then you will totally understand. Like you need to. Sp it's only like twenty something minutes. You're not even a big time sink, but just worth it to watch it. It's just awesome. <laughs> That's great, uh, Hassan. What was uh, what was a, a second one of your highs? Um, I would say when Ubisoft talked about Starlink Battle for Atlas, um, mm. because when they first announced that game, I was interested already because. Yeah, I know there's a lot of complaints from people. It's this generic-looking shooter, whatever, and toys to life, blah, blah, blah. It's so old now. I'm like, no, you got a spaceship, and you can collect parts and change them and have it on a little Joy-Con grip. I thought that was really cool, and I was excited about it. And then when this trailer happened, I got even more excited. Um, and that was an epic way to reveal it, I thought. Um, really nicely done by Ubisoft. Um, and, yeah, having Star Fox in the game is, is super cool. And I like... The fact that you can basically play the entire game as Star Fox. There's even special missions with Wolf and stuff too. And so like basically it's a new Star Fox game, essentially is what it is. And you can get an R Wing. I have I have the whole set pre-ordered because I want my R Wing and everything. Um and they brought Miyamoto out. I mean, just the whole unveiling. It was adorable from seeing Miyamoto's reaction and everything there. It was it was just it was great. Ubisoft uh, I thought did a great job with with their presentation of Starlink. Totally agree. Totally agree. Greg, what was uh, number two for you? Number two for me had definitely had to be um, Fire Emblem Three Houses reveal. That was really cool to see all the graphics in HD. It's nice to have Fire Emblem returning to a home console setting. So 
there was a small caveat of like a, the disappointment of waiting till spring 2019, but still willing to look past that. I know it's going to be a quality game and still definitely looking forward to playing it next year. Cool. Yep. We all know you're a huge Fire Emblem fan. So similar to Barry's reaction during Xenoblade DLC, we knew that uh, that you were pretty pumped about Fire Emblem for sure. Um, my, my number two is... Um, the fact that a little bit of what Hessen has alluded to as well, um, that there there was more emphasis on the Switch from companies like Ubisoft and Bethesda. Um, that was really cool just to see them acknowledging it and, and bringing more games to it. And I mean, it wasn't like every game they announced, um, which would have been awesome, but it was a lot more acknowledgement of Nintendo that they're actually in the industry, um, that they are actually bringing games to their console and um, you know things like Starlink were just really awesome to just uh, see that there's some some more dedicated content. You know we have the the DLC for Mario Plus Rabbids. Um, we already knew about for Donkey Kong and everything. That was cool to see them dedicate so much time to that um, with bringing the orchestra in and and all that sort of stuff. Um, and then the Star their Star Fox reveal was really cool. And just uh, and just seeing you know other other companies acknowledge uh, Nintendo exist and bringing their their games to their system um you know like we we still could have more there's still more room for improvement in that area but uh i'm just thinking back to a couple years ago when it was like pretty much the only company that um mentioned a nintendo system in their their press event was nintendo themselves um we've come we've come a long way so it's exciting to to see some positive momentum in, in nintendo's uh direction so all right, so uh, let's go for number three. Let's go to Hassan first. Um, for me, so this was something that it basically leaked ahead of time. But the whole, um, I I love when you know when you go to a game, uh, a conference, or presentation, or something, and the company can say this is going to be available today or available tomorrow. That's always fun because you have something immediate that you can enjoy. So Fortnite for Switch pretty much leaked. We knew it was coming that day. That sort of thing. Um, uh, but also the Splatoon 2 Octo expansion we knew was summer, and I was thinking they might try and do something like early summer, maybe. Um, the fact that when they announced it, it was coming tomorrow, which was, was really cool. So the fact that we got some games kind of like immediately released, um, both of which I'm probably going to be spending the summer playing, I think are going to be my, my main summer games on the Switch. So um, I'm excited to, to have some, some new stuff right away. Actually, when they showed off Octopath, uh, Octo, they showed off um, the Octo expansion. It still said summer. It wasn't until right. after the, conf the, the the tournament that they they dropped, it, like the Shadow dropped it, and a lot of people were upset. Like still summer, even even during our our live reaction, we're like summer still. So uh, it's interesting that they kind of pulled the rug out from under us there. Right. Yeah, I know. I know Barry was or uh, Greg again. I did it again. Um, Greg was even just like, because he's been really excited about this, right? And you were like, oh man, I wonder when I gotta. I gotta wait till that game, and all of a sudden we like here. Oh, it's tomorrow. Hey, you don't have to wait very much longer, Greg. Yeah, that was a little fishy yeah. the way they did that. <laughs> there you go. Somebody <laughs> caught one that time. <laughs> caught one. Uh, all right, uh, let's move on to Greg, and uh, let's go for your third one. It definitely had to be uh, Ridley joining Super Smash Brothers, being a Metroid fan, playing majority of the games and enjoying the same majority of the games. Um, 
it's really glad to see Metroid get some more representation in Super Smash Brothers. I really liked how they had really come off as like really gruesome and like totally like kill Mario and was spinning his head on his finger and everything like that. That was totally in really style kind of type of format. You would never see like Bowser or like even Gandorf do something like that. So I just thought that was a very epic introduction. Glad to see that he's on the Smash Brothers roster after being uh, pleaded for after all these years. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. Lots of people are pretty excited about that for sure. For sure. Uh, Barry, the real Barry, uh, you want to chime in here for your number three uh, <laughs> yeah. uh, high from 2018's E3? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Mine actually came uh, watching Microsoft's conference. Uh, it was like trailer after trailer after trailer, and I was like, you know, this is cool, cool, cool. And I looked down for a second, checking on something on my phone, and all of a sudden, out of nowhere, I heard ring a bell. And I was like, no, no, I'm not hearing this song. Like, there's no way. And I look up, and sure enough, there is Tales of Vesperia coming finally with all the Japanese PS3 content, definitive edition. Like, we've been wanting this in the Tales community for so long. Like, no way and then to find out it's it's coming all platforms including the switch portable yeah it's like instant sold for me they're doing this especially because in 2015 um people asked bandai and amco and they're like oh yeah we're totally listening to you guys we we, we're totally going to do more western translations and everyone's like what about the ps3 content for tales of vesperia and they're like oh yeah not that one so it's now like after it happened the tales of uh, Twitter was like going after them, like really not that one. <laughs> How about that? You know, like and they started going back and forth on a, on a three-year-old tweet, uh, which was really cool, like to see this happen. But I'm just so excited for this. If you guys haven't played this yet, you need one of the top. Uh, you know, Greg, you're, I know you're a big RPG fan. Please, I hope you played at least one Tales of game. Um, but they are like the third tier, like Final Fantasy and, and then Dragon Quest, and then uh, Tales of in terms of popularity in japan and uh oh it's, it's such a great series fortunately i've not played the series but I definitely, it sounds like even i've actually played fortune. one of them like a little bit tales of symphonia i've played a little bit of that so it's kind of surprising there you go san's played one of them come on has it premiered on nintendo platform until this game Oh, Tales of Symphonia was GameCube. The sequel was on the Wii. Tales of the Abyss is on 3DS. Uh, in Japan, Tales of Graces was on the Wii, but but we didn't get that here. There were you now. So in America, there were those three. Oh, and Tales of Fantasia was re-released on the Game Boy Advance. I mean, come on. No excuse, yeah. Greg. Come on, Greg. No excuse. <sighs> Can't believe you haven't played every Even one of these games. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> No. You know what? You still need to sold it. <laughs> you sold it, but he didn't really. <laughs> yeah, that was sarcasm. <laughs> Not at all. Uh, yes, it, it, I mean, I'm excited for it, and I think uh, that's that's one of the cool things that I was excited about when you when you started talking about it and everything because it's it is a series that I haven't really looked into, um, but the fact that it is coming on Switch and the fact that you know a lot of people are really excited and it's coming back and all these different things um, is definitely making me interested in it. And and like I think I said in the in our discussion that day, um, Barry, it's it's one of the the things that I like about the Switch because these these more traditional kind of RPGs and stuff that's those are the type of games that I would love to take on the go with me and uh, that could be that that very well might be one of the ones that I end up picking up and, and playing you know on a, on a long uh, road trip or a long um, plane trip or something like that sometime. 
you should, especially because it's it's like the battle system. It's action. It's like still turn-based kind of deal, but it's also action where you can run around the field and attack. You know, hitting the buttons. So, so it, it kind of mixes. Just it has to be played to, to experience. It's such a good game. It's a good series. Cool. Cool. Um, my last one has already been alluded to by by you guys, um, and the it's it's the fact that Smash Brothers um, is bringing all all the uh, their characters back. Um, that was that was one of the highlights. I mean, we've learned so much about the other stages as we've said already um, since then. But but it was just a my 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 way my the reason I'm saying this is not only because I'm excited to play all those characters, but I think again it was just similar to what they, they did with um, Mario Party. It was a way that it seems like Nintendo's actually listening to their fans. And um, that was really, really exciting. I mean, the fact that they brought back all these different characters and they added Ridley and they added Inklings, it's like, wow, they've actually listening to us. They didn't listen to us about Bomberman, but that beside the thing, like it really seems got like- got Daisy though. There you go. There you go. Um, I know my wife will be excited about Daisy, but um, but uh, but yeah, like I I was really really excited to to hear that they were listening because they brought all this back, and we've been talking about how Smash Brothers um, on Switch should be like an ultimate edition, and that's pretty much what they're doing, and uh, and that's really cool, and I'm really excited to see what is was up next um, for Smash Brothers. We have a lot of a lot of months to go and uh, a lot more announcements that I know we're going to hear. Um, but it was cool to, to maybe get one of the biggest out of the way first, maybe, or maybe there's some bigger announcements to come that we haven't heard of yet. So maybe the fact that all, you know, the characters coming back is not that big. There's, there's some bigger stuff to come and usually there is. So, uh, so yeah, we'll see what's on the horizon coming down. So, all right, well, let's move into kind of wrap up our E3 uh, discussion a little bit with revisiting our predictions from our last podcast. Uh, we we all shared three predictions uh, for uh, or hopes, you know, Greg, I know you, you hit both predictions and hopes, but I know you had a list of, of predictions there. Um, we had some predictions that we were really hoping for um, that were going to happen this E3. And uh, let's just, like, when it comes to you, go ahead and feel free to hit all three of yours at, at one time. Kind of just kind of a, give us a, an update on how you did on your predictions. Um, let's start with, with Greg. I gave myself um, 1.5 on it. Um, I did say about the Fire Emblem reveal, which obviously was the full point. But I did give myself a half point because I did show Bomberman being in Smash. He, he's not a playable character, but just seeing that they actually put the consideration to put him in the game and to have him still revealed during E3, I still thought that was worth a half a point. But um, the other ones, obviously, was pretty far off on them talking about Yoshi, which I thought was kind of a shoe in but apparently not. And definitely did not get anything on Metroid Prime 4. And definitely did not see Super Mario Maker Deluxe or Paper Mario. So, all right. Well, you know, we can't win them all, I guess, Greg. So, yeah. I didn't do much better. Uh, Barry, how were your predictions? Greg, you did better than I did. You know, I I predicted all the characters coming back from Smash Brothers, and I was right there. But that wasn't in my E3 predictions. That was in our Smash predictions. Mm. For my E3 predictions, <clears throat> I got a whopping zero. Um, I predicted that uh, I, my, my, my safe bet was that we were going to see Metroid Prime 
four. We were going to see it. That was, that was my safe. No. And then I was like, well, let me go for the hopeful. And I went for uh, Retro Studio. No. And then I went for my Grand Slam, please happen. And that would be some old, you know, Bandai game coming out, you know, like uh, Bait and Kados coming back or, or Xenosaga uh, Trilogy coming back. And while I did get Tales of Vesperia, that wasn't exactly what I was predicting. And uh, so, no, 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 all, all Nintendo and, and Retro and Bandai you all let me down on that. I, I just, I did terrible. Yeah, yeah, I'm feeling you, Barry. I'm feeling you, uh, Hassan. You weren't you weren't with us to uh, to join us in our predictions, but uh, you know we'll, we'll take your word for it. Did you have any predictions that uh, that actually did come through? So, uh, well, the morning of, I actually tweeted a couple general thoughts or, or sort of predictions. I guess the main one, obviously, being the one that I've spouted like every single podcast for the, forever, <laughs> which is Super Smash Brothers coming in September, which I was wrong about. <laughs> Um, and so I was so disappointed when, when that happened, but, uh, um, yeah, I mean, I guess, you know, it's still 2018, but it's, it's just December. Um, and, and I guess in the end it makes sense, um, where they probably want to work out the kinks of the online service, that sort of thing. Um, but I did a couple other things that I sort of tweeted. There was actually a fairly credible rumor that seemed to be going around about some smash brothers stuff um which i don't i still don't know if it's necessarily true or they just guessed some stuff right but they mentioned that snake would be back ice climbers would be back and that ridley would be playable so i wasn't super surprised by the ridley reveal um because of that but they also did mention another character i don't know if i should say it or not because they haven't been revealed but um so they said they claimed simon belmont supposedly so i don't know if that will happen at some point um but you know they guessed ridley and ice climbers and snake which is not that much of a stretch either so you know we'll have to wait and see um but uh, i thought we'd get metroid prime trilogy this year um that didn't happen um i thought we'd get a teaser for Star Fox grand prix um which was the rumored thing from uh, retro studios didn't happen um i thought we'd see yoshi and fire emblem this fall didn't happen um, I thought we would not see an Animal Crossing, which was correct. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, and then I, I thought, uh, you know, that maybe they'd do a surprise thing and they'd release Mother 3 finally on Switch and 3DS eShop, <laughs> and that didn't happen. That was kind of my out there Nintendo going all out and, you know, so yeah. You no, know, that's a really... real case of Nintendo listening to the fans. You're talking about that? <laughs> Let's see if Mother 3 right. or Mother Collection, all three games. You know, on the switch, that's what that's what that would be a real testament to them actually listening to us. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, they clearly know because Reggie addresses it every time. Oh yeah, what what's Mother Three? What, uh, yeah. They know. He knows for sure. For sure, they know. Well, how about this? <laughs> <laughs> I know. One of these days, that's what he's going to do. One of these days. Uh, so yeah, I, as I've already said, my my predictions were were shot in the dark. Uh, they just just not happen as well. I, I predicted. I guess I'll give myself kind of like a quarter of a point um, for a big Smash character reveal. Um, I guess Ridley is kind of along those lines, um, but I mean, we knew it was inevitably going to happen. Um, it was so exciting vague, when though. it happened. What's that? It's so vague, like a big Smash reveal, like pretty safe it is. bet there, you know. And, like, and we and what we really talked about was something not like Ridley. 
we we talked about you know something like when Mega Man was announced, um, not like Wii Fit Trainer or something like that. And so that's why I'm kind of only giving myself like a quarter of a point, maybe um, maybe a tenth of a point for Ridley, because it really wasn't what we were really talking about. And we'd even thought about like Spyro or or something like that because we thought that like there was going to be maybe like the Spyro trilogy, you know, announced and all this sort of thing. It was kind of rumored about it and everything. So that I, I don't really consider that happening. Um, I also really <laughs> just threw this out there that that the mini version of the switch was actually going to be announced uh, of course that was not announced at all um and uh, the one that i did get accurate which was kind of a safe one um was that they'd only talk about games nothing about netflix youtube or anything like that at all they just focused on games and so there's a solid solid point for my safe bet um for my e3 predictions so i guess i'll, I'll get one but it was my safe one so yeah they did talk about netflix but it was after the fact right should have left it out. There we go. Um, <laughs> taking my point. Don't steal it from me, Barry. <laughs> I'm Greg. What are you talking about? <laughs> You're all three, Barry. What are you talking about? Um, all right. So so let's let's wrap up this Nintendo E3 discussion with a quick uh, round the horn. What kind of rating would you give? E3, uh, Nintendo at E3 this year. Uh, we're just going to go with the simple uh, grading system. So like A through F, um, I guess you can add in pluses and minuses if you if you feel like it. Um, so just kind of uh, how how do you think e, uh, Nintendo did at E3 2018, um, considering all that they showed off, all that they had available, um, their Nintendo Direct, the the Treehouse, um, the show floor, everything included what you saw of Nintendo. What do you think of their showing this year? Greg, let's go for you first. I gave them a B plus. I thought it was pretty good. Obviously, there wasn't any like huge surprises, as you had alluded as one of the low points. I didn't really consider that easily into my initial thoughts. But, yeah, that's probably why it wasn't even an A range, because there wasn't like anything out of this world that just blew everybody away that would warrant uh, some sort of major like audience uh, satisfaction type thing. Because even like the Nintendo World uh, had that Metroid Prime 4 reveal last year, and then you could see how excited and happy everyone was there. But I didn't feel like there was any announcement that came out that, that this year. So, All right. All right. Barry, how about you? When it comes to the games they showed off, I give them an A. When it comes to the presentation and the, the big surprises, I give them a C plus. So on average, I'm also going to sit in the, in the B to B plus range, um, you know they they brought some really great games and some games I'm personally very excited for. For no Christmas morning presents, no. I, you know some people you know really inevitable, and you know like something something new Star Fox or Earthbound or or you know something that would be like oh my god I totally didn't see that and Nintendo's the king of giving us what we want before we know we want it. And we've all told Nintendo what we want. And they're maybe they're starting to listen, maybe not, but they definitely didn't show off anything. Like Damon X Machino was awesome. But I think that the reason it didn't hit the chords with some people um, is because they were expecting something else. It's kind of like getting a, a, a juicy cheeseburger, like with loaded everything you want. And it tastes heavenly but you really wanted that porterhouse steak. And so that cheeseburger just doesn't do it the same way as a porterhouse that you've been salivating over. And and I think that's unfortunate. And I think that's the, the fault of E3 hype. 
is that people were like, oh my God, we're going to do this. We're going to do this. And we're guilty of it too. We're all, we're all part of that. And uh, it's almost a damned if you do, damned if you don't kind of deal. They either really have to go big or go home every single year. And that's, that's an impossibility. And you factor in last years with Metroid and, and Pokemon and, and, you know, Mario Odyssey's wonderful trailer and, and Xenoblade and, it's impossible to replicate 2017 into 2018. Like 2017 was just such a banner year. So you need to have those lows with the highs. So I, I said with a B to B plus. All right. So, so far we got a B plus and a B to B plus. Uh, Hassan, what do you think? Kind of sticking in that range. I think I was going to say a B plus. I think, um, you know, overall it was, it was a solid showing. I think, um, I mean, I absolutely love super smash brothers. So I was fine with, finding out every little minute detail of little minor sound effect differences. Like I was loving that. That was great. Um, I just wish there was a little bit more variety in the content in terms of, you know, like Yoshi, which we've been expecting or something like kind of like throw in a little bit more to kind of get us, you know, excited about more types of, of content. Super Mario party um, was, was nice to finally see that return to form stuff like um, Damon X Machina looked interesting, but, we don't know as much about it. It's 2019, that sort of thing. So it was nice to get some of that, um, but would have been nice to have that little bit more to push it over to an A. Yeah, yeah. And I would agree with, with you guys. I was going to say B. Uh, I think it's a pretty solid B. Um, like that you've all said, I mean, they're focusing on Smash Brothers. We learned a lot about that. Some cool announcements about Smash Brothers with all the characters coming back and when seeing all these different stages and, and a lot of the things we've talked about already, that was really awesome. Um, seeing new games like Damon X Machina and, you know, the, the Xenoblade, um, DLC and Fire Emblem and, um, just Smash and, uh, Super Mario Party and really cool announcements. Um, Seeing more about Let's Go Pokemon, um, the Let's yeah, the Let's Go Pokemon <laughs> games, and um, and it's easy for me to say, and uh, and and also learning more about some of those games in the Treehouse was was really cool. How they they did dive into some of those other ones, and and it was cool to you know um, was it um, Star Starlink that I really didn't know much about. It was cool that they announced. Star Fox, but actually getting to see it in person and and see how they play it and everything, it was was really cool to to be able to see all that stuff. But it would have been cool, like as you said earlier, Hassan, to to see more varied content during that as well. So they focused a lot on Smash Brothers, which makes sense. Um, like a couple of years ago when they focused a lot on on Breath of the Wild. Um, but it would have been cool to to vary up that content a little more than they did um, to push it up in the A range. But it was pretty solid though. So um, overall, I was I was pretty pleased with with E three. And like you said, Barry, it's it's hard to you know follow up last year. It's really difficult when you have some some big announcements like that. You know, it's interesting. You mentioned Starlink, and while you were saying, I was thinking to myself, if they played that Fox trailer, the Starlink, just the Fox trailer of Starlink at at Nintendo show. I think it would have gotten a hundred times more negative reaction than it did, than the positive. I think people would have been like, new Star Fox, new Star Oh, what's this Starlink? No, I want a new Star Fox. As opposed to the way they showed it off as Starlink, where we weren't expecting it, then whoa, wait, Star Fox is here? Like the, the positive reaction. And it's so interesting how important that actual presentation is. And, and the impossible, the impossible uh, expectations that people put on Nintendo to pull off, and and I really think that if they just shifted it to that day as a as just a trailer, I think it would have been bashed all over the internet. Yeah, 
see if yeah, Zhang agreeing with me. <laughs> yeah, I, I could totally see that too because I think, you know, it, it was introduced as another little surprise in Starlink, that sort of thing. But you know, everybody's been wanting another Star Fox and that sort of thing. And then there are the rumors of the Star Fox Grand Prix. So then to see that classic Star Fox, people are like, oh my gosh, we're actually getting classic Star Fox. And then no. So all the context behind it all really shapes how the announcements are like kind of presented to, to everyone for sure. For sure. And and it was cool to, just to let you know, Nintendo let Ubisoft have that moment. Um, and you know that was a that was a cool moment for them that it would have been kind of potentially not cool for Nintendo and they they let them have it maybe they 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 foresaw that or maybe they just you know decided it and, and it happened to be a happy accident who knows um, but uh, but it was cool to for I think that was a really good move as well um, to be able to let Ubisoft really have that moment and save Nintendo for a potentially bad moment. <laughs> All right. Well, I think uh, we're gonna wrap it up with uh, with all of that. We've kind of went on for a little longer, um, so we'll kind of save our our upcoming releases and, and listener questions and things like that for our next podcast, which will be in two weeks from today. But if you do want to submit a question for that podcast, make sure you send it into podcast at nintendofuse.com. That's podcast at nintendofuse.com. And send any question you want us to address in a future podcast. We would love to get it. You can also contact us on Twitter and Facebook and Instagram. We're just at nintendofuse. And that's the, the best way to get in contact with us if you would like to throw a question our way for a podcast or maybe just uh, contact us about, you know, a game that's coming out or, you know, you want to know a little more information about um, some different news that we've talked about or something we've t- discussed in a podcast, make sure you reach out to us and we'd love to interact with you. Um, that's one of the coolest things for us is to, to interact with our community uh, here on YouTube and all our social media and our website and nintendofuse.com. Thanks guys for tuning in um, so much. And thanks to you guys for, for joining me today. Thanks Greg. And uh, thanks Barry. Um, Hassan, tell us a little bit about what you've been up to. I mean, something you got, you just received something big recently. So now that you're no longer uh, a, a regular <laughs> on the podcast, uh, we got to let you plug some stuff here. Yeah. So, the, uh, so what was this big announcement that you just had? Huh? Let's grab this shiny little silver thing right here for those watching the video podcast. Um, and now I got a, uh, so a silver play button or the silver creator award uh, that YouTube has basically for hitting 100,000 subscribers. Um, so thank you to everybody that has subscribed and that sort of thing. Um, but uh, but yeah, that's kind of, you know, what I've sort of been been doing as well. So uh, if anybody wants to check out, you know, youtube.com slash the world of ha. Um, it's out there. Cool, cool. Oh, I want everybody listening to go and subscribe to Hassan, first off, because his content is awesome, and you should support him. But I do want you to go there, and I want you to fill, fill his comments, every single video, fill his comment section <laughs> with Come Back to Nintendo Fuse Podcast. Uh, every single person, you do that. Let, let's start a chant and a movement. Uh, so do that, please. Well, yeah. you know, if you untie me sometimes, Barry, then maybe I'll, I'll pop back in. I every will now and untie then, you, know? you every other Monday so that you can join us. Every, I guarantee you, every other Monday, I will untie you. <laughs> oh, that sounds like a deal to me. Uh, <laughs> the power of Barry and the YouTube comments. So there's there's none that can match. So uh, even though we hit uh, our like goal that I set up and to keep oh, on board, that's true. We need to do that. 30,000 likes. No, just five likes and us <laughs> and stays. Yo, I think five. That's possible. five likes. That's all we need. 
Yep, we worked it out. Not with counting his... any of you. You guys can't like it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I won't. I won't yeah. like it. Yeah. But I can't guarantee you, my wife won't. <laughs> there you go. There you go. We all have wives. Uh, so, um, Hassan, thanks again for being our guest on episode 151 of Nintendo Fuse podcast. Uh, Greg, what what's the next couple days of gaming looking like for you? Are you going to be plugging away at Mega Man again, or what's what are you going to be doing? Well, I got Fortnite to check out. I got the Acto expansion to start playing. Still got to finish West of Loathing. Still kind of like a backlog coming here. And Barry will be happy to know I did purchase Mario and Rabbids, the gold edition that includes the Donkey Kong thing. So I have that as well to join the fray. I'd like to finish Fire Emblem Warriors. Yeah, Fire Emblem Warriors. So there's just so much to play, not enough time to play at all. <laughs> You're pretty busy. Barry, what's what's the next few days looking like other than, you know, continuing with your uh your museum there at your at your house? What else are you going to do? Are you there? Um, actually, oh, uh, first off, I lost him. Nope. Are you there? I'm here. Um Greg, first off, um definitely finish West of Loathing because we have a game chat coming up and we also have an industry talk coming up with the developers of that game. Um, yes, so stay that tuned for that. Priority. <clears throat> um I'm going to be focusing on Battle Chasers Night War. Uh, I am really enjoying it, and I do want to finish. Uh, Mario Tennis comes out soon, and I do want to play that. And then, of course, uh, Octopath is right after. And I haven't done the demo yet. I'm going to wait to do that demo closer to release, because I know if I do it now, it's just going to make the remaining month um, terrible. <laughs> um, but but I have I have been, uh, been slaving away and just working on more shelves. Uh, it's kind of hard to see, but I've been doing more graph. Uh, it's, it never ends. It never ends. Housework never ends, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, uh, I'll, I, I did finish the fall. So uh, look for Barry and I's, um, and our, um, uh, game chat about that coming up for hopefully very, very soon. And, uh, we still got to record that and, and put that up, uh, hopefully within the next several days. And, um, as well, look for my, uh, review from Earthlock, um, that I've been really enjoying that game. And so, uh, no spoiler alert, I do enjoy it, but I'll tell you a little more about my experience, uh, in that review coming up pretty soon. Hassan, anything like big that you're like excited about, uh, that you're, you should promote, uh, while you get the chance about your, your channel, maybe? Um... I don't. I guess nothing specifically with the with the channel, but um, I do want to do more live uh, gaming videos, and that sort of thing. So it'd be cool to have you guys all hop on and stuff and do some some live gameplay. Maybe we can do some, you know, if you guys all have Fortnite or something, join up as a squad and hit up Fortnite together or something, you know, or Splatoon, you know, whatever it is. Um, those are really the two games I'll be doing a lot of this summer. So lots of uh, multiplayer gaming, which should be fun. Cool, cool. I'll boot up Fortnite for that. There you go. I've actually yeah. not played Fortnite in a squad at all. I've always played solo, so it'd be be fun to play with uh, play the squad. And, and it does have voice chat. Did they did they actually turn it on yet? I haven't tried it myself, but I heard it's on. I think it's on. Okay. Where you can plug in the uh, the mic and stuff, and and uh, you know into the switch and do it. So portable at least you'll have um, the the voice chat. Yeah, um, I, I, I knew that it was coming, and I and I tried it the other day, and it wasn't working yet. But um, but that doesn't mean it hasn't. Yeah, it's been a few days since I've since I've tried it. So then maybe they've turned it on, or maybe that's the uh, the thing that's coming tomorrow. Um, maybe who knows? <laughs> yeah. 
So, all right. Well, thanks again for everybody for checking us out and for subscribing and for uh, sharing this with other people. And uh, we would love to know your comments. What did you think about E3? Throw them down in the comments. Uh, share this with friends, and that would be awesome for for you to do that. Uh, again, thanks again for for tuning in and uh, make sure you send us a question at podcast at nintendofuse.com. And uh, we'll see you in two weeks with episode 152. But until then, um, enjoy all your Nintendo games. And uh, we'll all be looking forward to some some more games coming up in the next few weeks and months. Uh, thank, all thanks to E3. So thanks, guys. Right, I got to make a call now. I got Hazan to get oh, tied right, up again. Right. So. Yeah. Yeah, Quick, I've never run away. <laughs> <laughs>